Welcome to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If we haven't met before, my name is Ava, and I live in Australia, in Western Australia, in Perth, which is one of the most isolated cities in the entire world. And sitting here in WA, I can feel the effects of complex suffering on this planet, and of course inside myself. Yet there is space for me to explore it and objectively look at it and research it, as I have been doing for the past few years. So this month, July 2021, this month we are focusing on deconditioning in our online mentoring program. And deconditioning has been an interesting topic for me. It's been a part of my life for over a decade. Spirituality has been, has come hand in hand with deconditioning. One of the very first things, first powerful teachings that one of my spiritual teachers gave me 10 years ago was that, and we all loved this, we all loved this quote from him. He said, although self-realization is instantaneous, the deconditioning is a process. And I've held on to that word deconditioning and I still use it now in my spiritual uh, mentorship programs and in our teacher trainings and our silent retreats. I still use this word deconditioning, but my relation to it has changed a lot. It has refined and expanded. So deconditioning is so important, yet it's so confusing. And I want to put out a series this month of just having a conversation about deconditioning. I want you to think about it. I want you to bring your ideas to me. I want to share with you what I'm thinking. And of course, in my sharing, there is a deepening of my understanding as well. So thank you for giving me the opportunity, lending me your ears. Deconditioning is so confusing because it's very often confused for spirituality. Deconditioning is about addressing our suffering. But so is spirituality. It's about our suffering. Yet in functional spirituality, we consider that spirituality is made up of three components. So it's not just deconditioning. But deconditioning is considered a vital part of it and something distinct from the other parts. So in functional spirituality, it's it's about, like, what is spirituality? What is functional spirituality? It's about whatever you need right now. And what's crazy is, is that we jump into spirituality, we jump into teachings, practices, retreats, trainings, programs, 
we jump into quote-unquote spirituality without there being an inner inquiry as to what is it that I'm looking for and what do I need right now. And we are embarrassed on some level to ask that question because we should just know. Which is crazy. And I mean embarrassed by um, specifically in terms of like teachers because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast A lot of my students, most of them are actually teachers, healers, coaches, you know, their profession and their passion is about healing people, helping people. So it seems crazy for them to say, what is spirituality and what do I need? They should know, and that should be a mission statement, and that should just kind of be set and and unshakable. Yet the, the reason I've made so much progress in my spiritual practice is because I am so willing to throw away everything. Oh God, I'm so willing to throw away my beliefs. I'm continuously hunting for reasons to throw away my beliefs. I'm always looking for the other side. I'm always looking for why I'm wrong. And I don't mean that in a negative sense, like I'm insecure and I'm looking for, you know, why I don't have value. Um, But that is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for why what I'm doing has zero value. Because that just adds more depth and body to my value and my offering. There's always another side. There's always a deeper side. And I often quote Adi Ashanti. I love this quote from him. My spiritual progress is a graveyard of my old spiritual beliefs. We're looking for progress. If we're looking for progress, then your intentions for your practice should refine should progress. So when you're looking for spirituality, when you're choosing your spirituality, and I mean this daily, when you're choosing what 12-month container you're stepping to, and when you're choosing what five-minute container you're stepping into that morning or that evening, there has to be some inner connection to what you need and that's what spirituality is about it's about what from where you're sitting right now from your best assumption what do you actually need right now so i can't remember why i started to define what spirituality is um but let's go back to the deconditioning all right, so you know, I'm saying there's there's these different parts of spirituality, and spirituality is about whatever you need. But there are some trends, you know, spirituality is historically about healing our suffering. And that's what I want to speak about this month, the deconditioning. But also spirituality is about the second part in, in FS, which is cultivating. 
So spirituality is about not just getting rid of what is painful, but also expanding the beautiful, fulfilling, aligned, abundant, joyful components of our existence. So whether you have suffering or not, that's a that's another capacity that spirituality has historically offered us and that we can, to this day, we can pursue cultivating our wisdom and our joy. And that is a, a separate track of development besides just the healing. And then also spirituality offers us an insight into the nature of reality, enlightenment, awareness, the void, presence, our essential nature, our true nature, our source. Spirituality has historically also been about that. But the problem is, is that historically, spirituality confuses awakening with healing. That if we connect to our true nature, if we recognize the nature of consciousness, then we will heal ourselves from suffering. And that has been historically confusing, and that carries on into spirituality nowadays. And one thing that I'm always just banging on about is that it's not modern spirituality that is so flawed. It has always been a complex field where it's always been tied to the state, and it's always been about getting people on one side. So it's not just modern spirituality that's confused and about um, ratings and branding and um, commercialized. It's always been like that. It's so, one of the best um, efforts that I've made in my spiritual practice has actually been history. And looking at the context of spirituality and what it's always been like. And what my, you know, my, my current theory is, is that spirituality has always been about suffering. And a lot of spiritualities will just say that outright. It's been about how can we mitigate human suffering? That's the four noble truths of Buddhism that we suffer, and that there is a way through it. Unfortunately, with Buddhism, apparently, the answer to suffering, and it's very logical, Buddhism is a highly logical philosophy. It's logical because the, the reason for suffering is ignorance, and the answer is knowledge, true knowledge of our essential nature, which is saying the answer for deconditioning is awakening. That is being so confusing for hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's set up our society with a disadvantage because as long as we've had society, as long as we've been pulled away from our natural cycles and there have been layers of institution over top of human living, 
as long as we've been a part of society, these organized structures of how we can operate together and relate together, as long as we've had that, we've had suffering. They came hand in hand. Psychological and physical suffering has come hand in hand with society. And suffering is, of course, different from pain. We've always experienced pain. And the purpose of society is to minimize pain. But in doing that, those structures, it's like, it's like those medical experiments where only like 50 years later you realize, oh yeah, you know, people develop diseases in old age or they develop infertility because of these, um, drugs that we test out on ourselves. It's kind of like that. Now we're seeing thousands of years later, you know, maybe 5,000, 6,000, 4,000, however long society has been in place that, you know, is, it's been thousands of years that we've had organized structures for living. Now we're seeing the results of that, that it's not sustainable in the way that it's been created and that there needs to be another complementary approach that helps us live in an organized society, but also not produce, directly produce suffering. Because society has these structures that do not put at the heart of them, they do not consider that we, we have biological needs beyond just food, air, water, and shelter. We have relational and developmental needs that are just as important as air that completely distort or develop healthily our physical bodies and our psychological selves. So from a, from conception, because our society does not understand and value our up until this point, this, this is starting to change. So there, it's good news. Things are changing. Our society doesn't understand or value or even know about or have awareness about these other needs that human beings have. You know, we see them as adults. You know, we're not really getting our our needs met. We don't have the fresh air, the nature, the pauses, the space, the relationships, the love, the connection, the community. We notice that as adults and we can do something about that. But a developing child has no way of getting those needs met. And the development, you know, while, while adults are developing, well, not adults, while humans are developing, as children, we have to adapt to these failures. And basically, we're not getting our needs met exactly as if, you know, we know now that if you drink too much alcohol, 
you're going to seriously affect the the psychological and physical because they come together development of that human being. It's there are so many other things. It's so complex. The other needs that are not meant met. Actually, the needs are not so complex, but the so many ways we can mess it up. And unfortunately, we do pretty much all of them. There are so many ways that we disadvantage our children. Even the most well-meaning parents can seriously disadvantage their children by not providing them with what they actually need instead of what society says that they need. And of course, this is something that we're discussing in depth in our program. Um, But what's really important for us to know, what I want to share with you right now, is that you have significant, complex trauma. To varying degrees, we all have varying degrees of it, whether you were abused as a child or not, because of systemic failures. And you cannot deny that because as adults, we can look around and we can see it. There are systemic failures. And with so many centuries of spirituality, we're actually only starting to really see the root of it now. There's two types of suffering that we have. Chronic physical suffering and chronic psychological suffering. And the root of it is complex trauma. Yes, there are so many ways that we can feel pain, but our experience of pain is completely subjective. And I'm not saying, oh my God, if you can be just, you know, some meditators are just so amazing and they don't feel any pain. I don't mean that by pain is subjective. I mean that the way we experience our life can feel contracted or can feel relaxed. That attitude that we have for our lives can feel in resistance and like suffering, or it can feel like in flow with acceptance. And what trauma does, complex trauma, so that means chronic misattunements where the environment doesn't meet our natural development cycle, our natural needs. That's what complex trauma is. That's what developmental and relational trauma is. It, it's so hard to deny that, that, that that is something that exists. And it's so, so, so important to understand how that affects children, or at least to understand that so that we can start to find a better way to grow up our children so that they can have better resilience, a better experience of life, and actually make changes in the world. But it also is so important for us to understand that we have complex trauma. It's not our fault that we experience suffering. 
And I want to do this series of deconditioning because there is so much confusion around healing. And that's, you know, I used to teach all kinds of random crap around healing. You know, if you visualize colors in your pelvic area, you'll heal this. If you pray to these deities, if you, you know, hum these sounds, if you listen to those mantras, you know, one of the topics I want to bring is called energy body vagueness. It's more than just not being effective. It is so distracting and confusing and it's okay that we've been practicing vague, indirect, and distracting techniques for a long time. But it's time now to just get a little bit clearer and a bit more simpler so that we're not disadvantaging ourselves and others in our communities by teaching things that completely miss the mark. Let me leave this one here because it's 20 minutes and we're going to have a whole series this month. I'm going to discuss many other um, ideas and approaches around this and and how to, like a new approach for healing. Um, But yeah, let me leave this one here. Feel free to listen back through because I have started to present a bunch of very new ideas of things that already resonate and that you kind of knew before, but you might skip over the part where I am picking apart your current approach. You might just ignore that and listen to the things that confirm your current approach, but I want your practice to be a graveyard of your old spiritual beliefs. I want you to take a new approach. I want you to admit what's not working. I want you to be willing to completely throw away all the stuff that is not working and to admit that you've been doing some things for a really long time and it's actually not progressing. Yes, you might be experiencing some nice effects. Yes, life might be transforming slowly, but for the ways that it's not, for the parts of your life that aren't, that still feel confused and obscure, it doesn't need to be that way. There is a simple and clear path forward. And yeah, it's going to you know, be informed by your own approach as you slowly tick away and we play this long game together. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.